Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of the leaders of our sport, someone who I'm grateful to have as a Team USA teammate and a fellow entrepreneur taking the lacrosse world by storm. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I am so pumped to get right into it. Meg Dowdy is this episode's guest, and I am so excited for you all to have an inside listen into what makes her so great. She is one of the most accomplished players in history as a defender. She has two national championships, two world championships, a professional championship, her own club program, and her own training business. Beat that. Meg Dowdy sure won't let you. She's one of the most competitive people you'll meet. She's always leveling up her game to reach her benchmarks that she's set for herself. We talk a little bit about that in this episode. And she's continuously retreating back to her ultimate love for lacrosse when the going gets tough and when she needs some inspiration. She shares some incredible tips when it comes to recruiting processes, finding balance in managing multiple priorities, and what it takes to win as many championships as she has. Let's get into it with the one and only Meg Dowdy. All right, welcome to another episode of the Dream On podcast. I'm Kylie Omiller. Today we have someone who is um, one of my teammates from the last couple of years, and I'm so excited to have her. Megan Dowdy is on the Dream On pod. Um, she's from Fairhaven, New Jersey. She's a two-time national champion when she played at Maryland. She was a Tawarton finalist at Maryland. She's a two-time world champion with Team USA, this most recently being this past summer in 2022. She's also a professional. She has a professional championship with the New England Command and the WPLL. She's a professional lacrosse player and a member of the player executive committee with AU Pro Lacrosse. And she is also the director and co-owner of All Lax in New Jersey. Meg, welcome to the Dream On Pod. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Kai. I appreciate you inviting me on. I'm excited to, to chat it up on the Dream Pod. Yeah, love it. Okay, so something we like to start off on is we like to start off on a good foot. And um, for those of us listening, we're recording this on a Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. It's December 7th, 2022. Um, so we kind of like to get into like your headspace of where you are right now as we're recording. So there's three little pieces to that. And I'd like to know something that you are thankful for today, Meg. Well, obviously after like Thanksgiving, just a couple, you know, weeks ago, definitely just thankful for where I am in life and business, um, have my health, family, friends, and, um, you know, just, just grateful for all the support throughout the years, um, from all of them and allowing me to succeed not only in life personally and through, um, my business simultaneously, it's been a crazy many years post-college and, um, you know, without that support from family, friends and, um, and in this life, I, you know, the success would never have come, you know. I love that. Um, definitely a different life path that we've chosen, right? So um, I, I, love, I love that you shouting out your circle. Um, <laughs> all right. What is, I know it's super early, but what is something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today so far? Today? <laughs> let's say so this morning I was like let me get some stuff done so I got some emails done early mm -hmm. um and just like busy work like as we have like all these different programs kind of coming up throughout this winter so just trying to get a handle on like registrations and whatnot and just get a little organized but yeah I've done checks a few boxes this morning which makes me feel good yeah always always makes you feel good to get the busy work out of the way first right yeah yeah exactly good for you I uh do not have that under my belt so I'll be doing that after this recording <laughs> yeah yep. maybe a it. cup of coffee okay. you had or something that check a box get your right dog here. outside <laughs> <laughs> amazing um all right last but not least what is something that you're pumped to go out and chase could be you know with the rest of this week maybe the rest of this year maybe it's in the coming years but something that you're pumped to chase that's a good question. Um, 
don't know. That's something that I definitely want to maybe not chase, but something that the plan is like, like a nice vacation of some sort. Mm. Like I haven't had like the chance to just like go and relax and do something somewhere. And my family generally tries to like once a year, like after the holidays, you know, go travel somewhere, um, somewhere warm at, get out of the, the cold winters in New Jersey. But obviously as we're getting older, you know, things are changing. We're not all living in the same place. So it's challenging, but, and then obviously with, um, us team training, you know, playing that can get really, really tough with obviously scheduling and downtime and whatnot. So, that would be something I would like to try to fit in with our busy schedules where I like you're entrepre- entrepreneurs and you always feel like there's something to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And actually be able to go away and just relax and not have just to turn it off. Yeah. Turn just off. completely turn it off. Well, yeah. I hope it's in your future too. And hope it, hopefully it's there soon. Um, I, I have trouble with that too. So I will, uh, I'll let you know if I figure it out before yeah, you go. Yeah. You tell me. Know. You yeah. let me know, well. <laughs> um, but I love that. Okay, let's tap into your lacrosse journey a little bit. So um, you grew up in New Jersey. You still live mm-hmm. there now. Um, yep. And I just learned this the other week, actually, at a USA lacrosse fundraiser that we went to together, but you played hockey growing up. Were there mm-hmm. other sports that you played growing up? And, um, you know, did you have siblings that you like to play with or friends that you grew up with playing sports with? And then how did you ultimately find lacrosse too? Yeah, awesome. Um, I have two brothers. One is four and a half years older, and then one's my twin. He's a one minute older. So yes, we played sports together. We competed every single day. It could get really bad. Um, neither of us like to lose. So um, yeah, you could just imagine what the household kind of looked like. Um, we played every sport. So my parents made sure that we, you know, could, had the opportunity to play really anything. We started probably playing soccer we did some gymnastics I just remember doing like popcorn on the trampoline really nothing crazy (laughs) and then um you know we did like t-ball we played tennis we played golf um and ice hockey in the winter so I used to play with my brother with the boys until until I think I got like checked too hard and my brother like took the guy out after that happened and my mom was like you're not playing with the boys anymore (laughs) um So that was the end of that for the boys. But then I played with the girls like consistently through high school, which was fun. And um, yeah, so lacrosse came into my life after one season of softball. Uh, I think third grade, I played softball and my mom like watched me like playing in the dirt or playing in the grass because it was just so boring. Like there was no action. And then she heard that the rec uh, program was going to add lacrosse. And she's like, I heard it's really fast. I think it would be really good for you. And I fell in love with it. Fourth grade, haven't turned back. Obviously, it was a great mix of all the sports that we've played. Um, Fourth grade was when there was no out of bounds. Um, It was just crazy and how it's developed throughout these years. Um, So, yeah, that's that's where it started. And my brother played as well. So we would play in the yard and, um, you know, a great community of friends, whether we were playing like with the year younger, year older, like created great relationships with, you know, girls of many ages and girls I'm still in touch with today. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Right. Um, exactly. And, uh, so you mentioned something about like your town teams and everything playing up, mm-hmm. playing down all those different communities and everything. When did you start playing club? Who did you play for? And when did you kind of um, realize like, hey, this might be like my go-to sport. This might be something that I can make a future out of and potentially go to college for. Yeah, so like lacrosse just wasn't really known in my area. So like, I didn't watch it. I didn't know like any college, like I didn't know much about the sport really. I just loved it. And it was just becoming really popular. And the girls I played soccer with would play lacrosse. You know, it's always just, that's how it kind of flows is you kind of see what your friends are doing or older kids or, you know, friends of a friend, whatever. So um, 
I think I was in eighth grade when we heard about like travel across, like we called it travel across. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't learn until I was at Maryland that it's called club. It's club. I so I was like, I, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so I played for T3. Um, it was like the only club in town. And um, so we, we played there. It was like summer. It was like just summer. And then they added in some fall. Um, but I just knew that I liked it the most. Like I just, I, after any time I played soccer or, even if I played hockey, like I would always want to go back outside and play lacrosse after. Like, it's just how I knew that I liked it the most is that I was always going back to it. Mm. Um, even when I was in a different season with a different sport. So I never thought that like in eighth grade, I wasn't like, I'm going to go play in college. It was more so like, I really like playing lacrosse and it's really fun and I want to keep playing it. And, mm. and it's, and, and I want to do it more than just in the spring. So, and it wasn't like a crazy commitment at the time. So it was great, like timing for my family as well. Um, you know, having a brother too. So he also played and did the travel route for a little bit as well. So it was just kind of worked out in our schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came to like high school, I just remember like I wanted to make varsity. So that was my goal as a freshman. I would love to make varsity. So that's all I really focused on was, can I get on that team? And once that happens, it's like, well, now I really want to play. Like, I don't want to just be on the team. Like I want to play. So I just kept working and practicing and doing everything I could to, to get better for that, that goal. Mm -hmm. And then when that happened, like the following year is like, well, like now I want to, you know, compete when championships, like with this team. And there's all these friends that I've made along the way, whether they were three years older as seniors or um, girls that I played sports with from middle school and on, like those connections were so special. Like there's nothing like making or going to like a team as a freshman and having all those different years of people to meet and immediate friends and connections. Like I'll never forget walking down the halls as a freshman and being like, oh my God, like these seniors know me. This is, this is pretty neat. Like I, I feel really special and, um, it's just, it makes sport makes like, you're just, your life so great. in those just little moments, the things that you're never going to forget, um, the people you'll never forget. So, and I just love being around the girls. Like, I'm sure you guys did the same thing. There's pasta parties pregame. And like, you know, I remember we were, I was talking to some of the girls at, um, the girls that we train currently about like they p- played a song on the rate on the stereos like um high school musical song or camp rock or whatever and I'm like oh my god like I watched this in high school like yeah. at a pasta party like this is aging me with these kids that probably were like barely born like um literally it's like <laughs> it's wild but um just like things you'll never forget it's so fun but yeah going through high school and like even the club scene I wasn't like I'm I want to go to college to play it was more like can I is it possible it was never like an expectation or I just always was like I just want to get better with these different little stages through my high school Mm -hmm. and that's what I think has helped or helped me continue to get to where I am today. I had these little benchmarks that I could reach and um, continue to get me motivated because I could accomplish them a little sooner than being like, I want to be on the national team, you know, like, and I didn't, that was never a thought in my mind going through my high school. So we also didn't know much about that Mm -hmm. um, and how to do that. Like I, I never knew about like U19. Um, It just wasn't, around and and you couldn't access it um so that was that was just different so I guess through my junior year it kind of got a little bit more real the recruiting and it was possible there was interest and um all this stuff so I obviously was just following what what was there I wasn't necessarily like I was doing all the work I was reaching out to schools and all that stuff you know I was cutting my own film Mm-hmm. Um, 
or like at least like my my dad, I remember, would like videotape games in high school and I would like go through it, you know, write down all the times. We sent it out to someone to cut it for us. We had it on CDs or DVDs. Like I didn't, I didn't have YouTube to do it, yeah. like, or I didn't know how to get it on YouTube. So it's like we had CDs and so sending things out through that way. It's like, wow, this is like freaking old stuff. Like this wasn't like easy nowadays. You can just, you know, on your phone or whatever. So just clip it up real quick and send it, it up and there you go. Here's a highlight. You know, it's so easy now. Um, yeah, but yeah, like going through the process was, um, more of just like, I can't believe I, I could go and play in college. Like this is a privilege that I can continue to play, you know? I love that. I love that mindset. Right. And I think that's something that, um, I think we need a little bit more of, you know, nowadays, mm -hmm. there's so yeah. much hype around, um, you know, committing early or committing to the biggest schools or the best schools. And there's mm -hmm. just so much pressure around it. So the fact that you were able to just focus inward and be like, Hey, what's my personal next benchmark and what'll yeah. come, come from that. Um, I think that's a really great lesson to those listening out there, um, who might be going through something similar. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh. And subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. So when did Maryland come knocking on your door? And how did you know that the University of Maryland was going to be your spot and you were going to become a two-time national champion, a two-time finalist as a defender? I know you didn't know these things when you committed, but um, <laughs> how did you know that Maryland was going to be the school for you? Yeah, so I... So Maryland was never on the radar, like from the beginning. Um, junior year was the time that I ended up committing, but it wasn't until probably spring. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was following my peers, right? So my the older players that were um, going off to school, like my old teammates. Um, where did they go? Where did they look? Um, how did their process go? You know, we didn't know. This is my family. I'm the only person in my family that's played a sport in college. So it's never really, it was foreign territory, right? So um, we were just trying to follow and get advice from anyone. We were trying just, you know, whatever we could. So I had a few visits, um, a few different schools at the time. I thought, oh, I think I'm going to be a physical therapist. I love working with athletes, you know, helping them. Um, and I still love PT and, you know, what they do, I think is incredible. But um, ended up not being for me. But anyway, so at the time I wanted to be a physical therapist. So I wanted to make sure I could explore that in college. And um, the schools I was going to either, I, there was something about the school that I, maybe I didn't love the, the area, the campus, or they didn't have that opportunity to study mm -hmm. um, PT or a route in that, in that way on campus. So um, this was probably like fall, winter, my junior year. And I like went to my coach and was like, I don't, I don't, I think I could go somewhere else. Like these schools that I'm talking to, I just don't think are for me. And I want to explore some other schools. Like, can we reach out to a few? So um, I just kind of looked up some schools that had that major or had that route or something. And my coach made some calls or, you know, sent some emails, whatever it is. And um, a few reached back out saying, oh no, like we're full. And um, I guess he left a message to to the University of Maryland and Kathy sent me an email. I was like, oh, your coach left a really nice email. I'd love to see some film. So at the time, again, back to this DVD thing, I'm like, what do I do? I only have a CD. She needs it today. We somehow got it online. We sent it to her <laughs> and they're like, all right, great. Let's um, have you come down to our clinic. It's like, all right, well, so went down for a clinic um, and like saw the school and we had an, a meeting and it kind of just progressed. And eventually they, they were like, well, right now um, we're not really looking for 
anyone else, like, uh, like you're on our list and there's a spot for you if you want it. Mm. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. This is probably spring. I think I probably went down for like a clinic overnight after communicating throughout the winter or whatever it was. And, um, it was great. I mean, at schools, school is also very big, probably bigger than I imagined I would be at a school, but you make it so small, like, and then just talking to Kathy and Kenneth and Quinn at the time, she was the other assistant, like the way they worked with each other, the way they worked with the girls, just, it just seemed like such a special place. Mm. And like, they seemed like really, really genuine human beings and people that like, I could just see myself around the girls on the team. I felt like I really connected with them and just like, it just felt so right. And I was like, well, like, this is big time lacrosse, like, let you know, like, I don't know much about lacrosse, like, <laughs> and like the school, but I was like, I just, it just felt like this is where I need to be. Mm. So they gave me the opportunity and I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, there's no way I would play. I'm like, maybe my junior year, but like, this is a competitive team. Like, this is where I need to be. So I was like, all right, sign me up. So commit in the spring. It was like the happiest thing. It was awesome. It was just like, you know, it's a sense of relief. Like it's over, you know? So that was the long-winded way of how I kind of ended up at Maryland. Yeah. Not the, the norm for sure. No, and I think that's important that you went through every detail because there's so many similarities between a lot of people out there that are trying to find their their home, right? They're trying to find their home. Yep. Um, so that's really great that one, you were able to have the conversation with your coach and say, I think I can do better or I think I can do somewhere else, right? And that conversation is really, really important rather than straying away from it. Um, mm-hmm. And then just being able to to take a leap of faith and be like, okay, like, let me try this out. This might feel like, you know, like the best lacrosse I've ever seen, but I know that's going to like challenge me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really awesome. Um, I think yeah. it worked out too. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you about next. Right. So now fast forward a year, you're playing at Maryland, you're a freshman. Um, what were some of those kind of norms like you were talking about that were part of the culture at Maryland, part of the people that you really kind of like, you know, really loved being around, right? The team, the atmosphere, the culture. Um, What was some of that like that really like helped you, you know, become the player that you were? Um, Some of those things that really stand out to you about like Maryland culture. Yeah. Yeah. They always, we always say like Maryland lacrosse, Maryland lacrosse, right? So it's, it's just, I guess it's something different. I don't know anything different. Right. right. As a college experience. But I just remember like the first day, you know, with everyone, like the the first thing that Kathy, Kenneth, and Quinn are sharing is we're all equal. There's no hierarchy of senior down to freshman. We are all like it's it's not high school. We are all here for a reason. We're here to make each other better. We're here to compete at that national championship level. Um, and we have these goals and we're gonna do that all together. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if you're a senior to a freshman, like we are going to be the best that we can be, um, as a unit. And we're, you know, if you're not on the same page, like, obviously this isn't for you, but like, this is how it's going to be run. And I think just that respect of, from the get-go, like no one, no one felt like inferior to another regarding your age like it was just like you respected the person next to you and you competed like every time we went to practice like the expectation is we're competing and making each other better and that's it and I think like we made the most of our time like we didn't practice for hours and hours and hours it was maybe two and we got as much out of it as we could for that time and then we went to our classes or we went to lift or whatever we had that day like we didn't like harp on like making everything perfect, but as long as we were giving our all, like we were eventually, you know, going to get better or accomplish the goal that we were looking for, what have you. So I think that was what's super special about Maryland lacrosse culture is just like that respect and that, and what, what was created and, and Kathy being an alum, 
mm-hmm. knowing like what Maryland is about, the school in general, like understanding right. both the social side and you know the lacrosse side and how it can be so fun, um, like the the culture outside of playing lacrosse was also super inviting and fun. Like they made sure that all the freshmen from the beginning were being invited to, you know, be with us, hang with, hang with all the, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors every weekend. Um, And it was just, you know, like I said before, like you're making so many friends and the first year, it's just like, it's a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think building that those relationships off the field made it so much easier and better when we were competing on the field. Um, I like that. And I th- yeah. So, I mean, we say that a lot, but it's, it's so important. You just feel so comfortable yeah. when you're playing, you know? So, and Thank you just you. understand like your, yeah. your teammates on a different level, you know? Yeah. And you almost respect them more, right? Like you, right. you're able to kind of like turn it on and off you're on mm-hmm. the field you're competing so that you can, ultimately make each other better like you said right for the common goal and then the second mm-hmm. that practice ends it's like okay we're friends again because we were just able sure. to push each other I think the best exactly the best friendships I have too are the same way are the ones that are gonna tell me how it is or push me to a new level because I know that those people have my best interests in mind right so mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that you had that as a full you know team culture and it was just everywhere um, mm-hmm. and that's probably what made you guys and still makes you guys so successful um what do you think is one of the like main traditions or like fun little things that you can think about when it comes to Maryland lacrosse maybe it's in the locker room or in a huddle before a game or on a bus trip in hotels at a restaurant whatever it might be something that you can remember from your time at Maryland that was like just one of those little traditions and very unique hmm so for example, for us at Stony Rook, every away trip we had the night before the game, we would always go to like an Italian restaurant and get Italian food. And the coaching staff, every time we went out, would pick a random person on the team for it to be their birthday, quote unquote. Amazing. So yes. Yeah, so the, the restaurant would, you know, bring over the birthday dessert, but no one would know whose birthday it was. It was surprising really for anyone's birthday, that. but it was someone's birthday every time. <laughs> oh I love that spotlight um I mean always a team meal obviously one of the places if we had like a home game and it was like afternoon we'd always go to bagel place um rest in peace it's actually gone um after I think I don't know how many years it was in business but it was like the best bait I mean granted we're in Maryland you know um but like it was like pretty good like for you know Maryland bagels um can you tell you're listening to two uh Long Island New Jersey girls right now talking about right exactly exactly I know um it was pretty good but um you know you'd go up you get your ticket and like something that we like you wanted to get your number Mm. right so like uh, sometimes you know you would get five or you would get you know your number and I was like it's gonna be a good day you know like and there's so many of us obviously 30 something you know what are the chances that you're gonna get one of us is gonna end up getting your number as the thing but I just remember everyone being like got my number today it's gonna be a good day but yeah that was always a tradition going there um whenever we went to Long Island we always went to an Italian restaurant I forget what it's called Uh, I'm kind of kicking myself right now that's okay I will (laughs) we'll connect on that we'll have to put it yeah, someone, um, but one like tradition that is consistent, it's not like pregame, but we would in the, in fall ball, we would play Terp Olympics. Ooh. So it was like every Friday or I think it was every Friday we would play a different sport. So it was like volleyball, soccer, we played football, um, basketball, dodgeball, and we would just be split up on teams. And those are your teams for the season of Turp Olympics. And it was awesome. Like a day to not play lacrosse and just like compete. And it was just as intense as a practice, obviously, because we're so competitive. Um, but those are some of my fondest memories. I mean, like you'd even talk about it on the weekend after. Yeah. You know, you'd still be like a bomb that you lost or you'd still be pumped up that you won, you know? So 
those were really fun memories because obviously you want to make sure um, you're having fun Mm -hmm. playing lacrosse. Like that's the most important thing. So having a break from it, like gets you the ability to keep, you know, playing, training, whatever. Um, But, you know, connecting with your team and having fun and feeling like it's not a stressful day, but you're still getting something out of it. So that was, that was awesome. And definitely one of my favorites. I love that. I think I've definitely seen some things on Instagram the last couple Mm -hmm. of years, Olympics. Um, I would definitely choose you to be on my team because we uh we had some of those games with Team USA with Jenny and gave yeah. out giving some of those games. So I can imagine that's where your skills come from in that. And oh, you know, God. I was the only one to strike out in our offhanded baseball game. So <laughs> that was fun. really hard. <laughs> I went first, okay? Yeah, I know. I was like, I can't believe you did. <laughs> and then literally every single person made contact with the ball except for me after that. <laughs> Oh my I'll god. I'll never forget it. No, oh, no. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so speaking of US lacrosse, um you know, you went on to become a you know, really incredible staple of Team USA, um of the national team and um also playing professionally. So how, what would you say is like how did you become that freshman that stepped on you went from the freshman that stepped on Maryland's campus to you know, post-collegiately playing professionally and, you know, on the national team, where did, you know, was it the continuous work ethic, the continuous benchmarks that you were talking about? Um, and where does, you know, kind of that all come from? What is, what is your journey and going from that freshman moment to, you know, national team, two-time world champion moment? Yeah. So I think my mindset like going into my freshman year in college, like similar to what you're just talking about with the benchmarks is like, well, I, I'm committing to this school. I probably won't play to my junior year, but I'm going to give it my best shot. So I'm going to do everything I can to put myself in the best position to, you know, compete and play against these awesome athletes. Um, and so not having that pressure on myself of like needing and wanting to play, but more so of like, I'm going to do my best to try to get there, um, allowed me to stay really motivated and, you know, push myself in training, work on the run tests, like control what I can, could control, right. I can't control the other players and their natural talents and skills, but I can control, you know, my stick work. I can control my, um, strength, conditioning, endurance, all that stuff. So I, I came in like ready to go. I wanted to pass this, the run test, which was um, a, a Manchester-esque run test. Um, so I wanted to make sure that as a freshman, I could do that. Also didn't want to be in the run club that I found out afterwards was all about, which does not seem fun. <laughs> um, and I just like, I've always been like super competitive. So like I'm always giving my best in every drill. I'm always competing with the person next to me. Like I just, that's how I've always been. So that wasn't going to stop in college. And so I actually was a midi coming out of high school. Like a lot of us do. I took the draw in high school. Um, and like, I was definitely timid on the field as an offensive player. Like I always I always cared more about the defensive side because you don't have the ball. So you can't control that, right. You can control it when you have possession. So I always was like the last one coming over the thirties. I'm like, is everyone good? Is everyone okay? I'll come over now. Like there's no shot clock and I have to worry about pushing the ball. So, um, so like, that was always my focus. I want to be the first mini back in whatever. So they saw that like, probably like the first two days was like, yep, you're probably going to be a defender. So no, no stress, but like, let me just try my best to stop my opponent. So, um, I've always worked on like my speed and agility, quickness, change of directions and stuff. So that like, could definitely help me in the position. And it was definitely the right place for me. Um, just because of like my mentality with playing, like I, I cared more about that side of the ball. So once I transitioned there, there was, um, recent graduates. So there were opportunities to make the, that roster spot, I guess, but I don't think I knew 
like I, I was playing with some of the older girls and like, I wasn't told like you're starting. Right. Like I remember I was the first number called out of the lineup to like right. run through our like little tradition of running through sticks. And I was like, did they just call my name? And they're like, go, go. I was like, what? And no idea. Wow. First day, first game. You didn't um, think it's on purpose? No, but like, I think they thought (laughs) I knew because I was playing with like the starting D, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like they didn't say anything. It's just like, Megan, you're in or Dowdy, they would call me, but, um, (laughs) yeah. And I like, you know, it gets loud. So I just didn't hear my name and they're like, they just go. I was like, what do you, I was like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Um, so then like, yeah. So it was, it was great. I was like this, like, you know, all my hard work paid off. So, you know, through obviously, you know, the big goal for Maryland's winning championships, mm-hmm. um, ACC at the time was, um, my first three, three years were in the ACC and then in my senior year we're in the big 10. So it was just like, that's the next goal is like, we want to win as a team. So like, that's all I cared about mm-hmm. just getting better making each other better. Like I wasn't worried about, um, any personal accolades because, you know, if the team's doing well, you know, we're doing well and individually we're doing well. So like that will come, that was never on my radar to like focus on that. And I think as a defender, it can be easier because it is so team focused. Um, and like your job has to be so united, not like offense isn't, but, um, it just makes it you know, you're getting scored on. So it's like, you know, it stinks. So it's like, it's not really a big deal. Um, like to have those moments getting scored on, but, um, you know, being together as a unit just makes it easier with that, that just makes playing easier, makes each other look better and all that stuff. And I think that was something that we said a lot. It was like, let's make each other look good, whether it was on offense or defense, like don't throw a concussion pass if they're not open, like don't, you know, but if it's something you can get to, like, like you make your teammate look good by going and change, you know, change your speed or change your direction or stop or quickly speed up or reach for it or dive for the ball, whatever you need to do, like make each other look good instead of like looking back at them. Like, what was that pass? Like if you could have gotten it, you know, like you catching, it looks really good and also makes your teammate like, thank God he caught that ball because (laughs) I would have turned the ball over. Um, But yeah. Yeah. But leading into, I think it was my junior year. Um, Kathy was like, you should probably try out for the, the national team. I was like, whoa, okay. So it was me and Alice at the time we both went, Taylor was already there. Kelly was in the system too, McPartland. Um, so there was a lot of Terps there. So I, it made me feel comfortable, you know? Um, but I was like, well, there's no way, like, this is cool. There's like over a hundred people at this tryout. Yeah. really really tough even Caitlin McFadden was our coach at the time so she was there too so it was just like good support you know like you felt comfortable of course you go right to your what you know which is you know your team um so try out make the team wow this is awesome and just like you know continue to just try to compete and and play and that's all I really cared about like after college winning you know winning national championships that's great but I didn't want to stop right a lot a lot of players don't have the privilege to continue to play um college is the last of it and whether their experience was what they wanted or dreamed of is here or there um and not everyone gets to have an experience where they look back on and are like this was the most incredible experience ever like I say I um so it's I'm lucky. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, like you had a great career, you know, so you can look back on it with happy times and all that stuff, but we're not all privileged to do that or to continue to play. But, um, yeah, like I've touched on for throughout my high school and same thing with college. It's like, I did have these little benchmarks of like, Mm. again, like I want to make, I want to make, or not only do I want to commit to Maryland, I want to play. So once that happened, it's like, let's just keep competing, right? I want to win national championships. Um, And then once Kathy's like, you know, try out for the U.S. team, I was like, well, I want to, I definitely want to make this team. Like, this is a dream. Like, ever since a kid, you're like, 
I want to play in the Olympics, right? right. Um, too bad, you know, lacrosse. I picked the sport. <laughs> We're getting it. But... We're getting it. <laughs> um, soon, soon. No, I think that's such a cool piece too, because I always think about it, right? When people are people say, when you were younger, like, did you ever think, did you ever hope to be on the national team? And to your point earlier in the conversation, it was like, I didn't really quite know about the national team, right? Like until maybe later on. I think it was actually when I was pretty much 18 and I was like, wait, why am I, why did I not try out for the U19 team that I'm watching right. on, you know, right. on the right. YouTube channel? Like, wait, what's going on? Um, that was like my first kind of like experience with it. Um, other than one or two other, like in USA lacrosse magazine, like things. Mm -hmm. that came out the door. Um, so it's funny because like when we were younger, it wasn't ever like, I want to play for team USA lacrosse. Like we just didn't really know about that. It was just more so I want to play for team USA you know, like exactly. Olympics, like I just love sports. And, um, I think that's a really cool thing that you just said, because I totally resonate with it. Um, you know, it's just like, I, I loved watching the Olympics. I loved watching Michael Phelps. I was like, always like, I want to be in that position, but didn't know how to do it. So. Hey guys, Kylie here, a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. I guess fast forward now, right? You make the 2017 World Cup team. Um, what was that experience like for you? Your first world championship over in England um, and then getting to win gold with that crew. What was that like? It was awesome. I mean, obviously new to me, but um, making the team was surreal. I remember driving to... Um, it was like driving to work or something. I think it was like kind of rainy. It was late. So I was like, Ricky called me and I didn't have Bluetooth in my car. So I was like, I can't answer this right now. Whatever the like answer is, I just can't be on it. And so he left a voicemail. I read it in the parking lot. All right. I listened to it in the parking lot. And he was like, congratulations. Like, wow. give me a call back when you're done. I was like, I'm so excited. Um, I obviously called him back and it was like, so awesome. But I remember running into, um, it was my business partner, Alex's gym at the time we were training some girls and I was like, I just made the team. And it was just like really cute that these little lacrosse players were also there and, um, or just these young athletes or whatever, but it was just like really neat experience. Um, playing in England was awesome. We were there for a while just to get like acclimated and like just to be together and kind of build rapport and whatnot um as the team you know because it's not like we could get to be together that long um as you know like once the team is named we're not we don't really have the opportunity you know so um playing over there um really cool um you know the opening ceremonies was really neat we got to be with the um, with all the different teams all lined up, you know, having the chance to talk with them, um, get to know them, take pictures, um, you know, and then like walking through the stadium, like, which is everyone around, it was just surreal or waving the flag, you know, it was like incredible to have that chance to wear the red, white, and blue and like, represent your country, something I will definitely never forget. Um, and then of course, you know, playing, and eventually like winning, like it was just incredible. I mean, obviously a different game than what we've played, different kind of setup, but the same rainy game against Canada essentially is like deja vu. Um, Isn't that crazy? I know, I know, but <laughs> I know, but it was like, yeah, just to think like in 2022, it was like, well, we've done this before in the rain, so yeah. we can do it okay. again. But well, yeah, it I was, was going to awesome. ask, what, how do you go from, you know, 2017, you win your first world championship and then pushing through the last couple of years, the last five or six years, right. That, um, came to be the 2022 world championship and, um, no longer 
a rookie on the USA team, right? More so a veteran coming from that 2017 gold medal. Um, what was the differences there when you attacked your training on your own or even came to training camp? Like what were some of the things you started to focus on in between 2017 and 2022? Yeah. So great question because they were completely different and obviously, you know, further apart. So you're in your own life, you're in a different place. So I was only two years out of college for the first one, you know, in my prime, I would say with my age and just like fitness, I would say, like, I just felt like I was in the best shape of my life probably for 2017. Um, but you know, five years later, 29 years old, just different where I am in life. Like starting my own business at the time, it wasn't in 2017, just wasn't as big, right? It was just the starting stages of my training business and our program. So the stresses were different, right? I, this was my, like, I, I took a lot away. Like I didn't, you know, have as much work probably in 2017 than I did quite much in 2022. So that was the biggest challenge, you know, the ability to keep up my training. I definitely was doing that. It just wasn't as convenient. There was more stresses with, because my, you know, I have my own club team now in comparison to not having it in 2017, um, the summer of 22, we still had events and tournaments happening. Um, and luckily I have like the best friend and business partner that's there to support me throughout the whole summer or throughout, not just the summer, but throughout the entire season. Yeah. She keeps me on, on point with my training, with my fitness, with my, you know, wellness. She, she wants me to be the best that I can be. Um, and, you know, she's a great role model for me and for, for me to be for these girls too. Um, but it, it was hard, like planning, not knowing like when it was going to be right. planning, having enough, you know, just all these different stresses that kind of came into play. Um, so it was definitely different. It was challenging. Um, having it in the U S was different. Mm. Um, you know, we stressed as a team, the distraction piece that could come with being at home. And that's why it's been so difficult for a home team to win because of the ability and access we, our families and friends think that they can have or um, because they can get there, which is special in its own right. But also like, thank goodness that we prepped that because, you know, it was, it was hard. Like you want obviously everyone and anyone to be there um, because it's awesome to have that support, but it's another stress. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely just, you know, just different. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I appreciate you talking about that. Cause I think like, no matter what every, you know, every world championship is going to look a little different as much as it's going to technically be the same. Um, mm -hmm. I think this past one was really special just because of like all of that, right. We had to wait five years. We weren't sure when it was because of COVID. Um, and you know, as you're mentioning, right. A lot of the different distraction piece and um, I think it was awesome that you were able to take your experiences with the 2017 team and bring them to um, what this 2022 team needed. Um, so as a rookie world champion this year, I appreciate that um, and all that you did for <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a little bit about your training Thanks, um, program, All Lax, and your club team now. Um, so when you graduated college and you went into this business, what what made you want to take that leap of faith and really continue on and kind of create your own thing, create your own community um, and kind of take that leap into entrepreneurship? So, yeah, so my family owns um, their own seafood business. So I'm familiar with, you know, owning an own business and like not having like a boss. Um, mm -hmm. The only other job I had was just like coaching club throughout the summertime. Right. So um, I knew that was important. And my business partner, Alex, at the time, she had her own gym. So I was training there. I was helping her out with like coaching. Um, and we kind of like were slowly building in like strength and conditioning and lacrosse training. So we were kind of building our training program. We were getting into some camps and clinics and just kind of building slowly um, off the ground. I, I like looked into college coaching, but I knew I wanted to be back home. Um, and it's just 
college coaching can be a lot, as you know, you didn't go that route either. So it, it's a grind for sure. Not like our job isn't or our business, but it's just different in the way it works. Um, but I knew I wanted to, you know, help the next generation. I wanted to work with kids and like, um, what I found is, or what we found before we started our club is that the girls were coming from different programs and saying like, I'm just not liking my experience. We're doing the same stuff every single day, yada, yada, yada. So we're like, we need to make a change. And it's actually Alex who was like, at the time, seventh graders were getting committed. Okay. So I was like, I do not want to go into the club world. This is crazy. She's like, we have to, we have to, like, these girls aren't falling in love with lacrosse. Like, this is a problem. We need to help fix that. So I'm going to start a club team with or without you. And I was like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, twist my arm. We're doing it. So we did. Thank God we did because it's been like the best decision of my life, her life. Um, she ended up closing her gym just because it's just too much to do both. But now we have a great facility where we have um, an indoor turf and we also have strength and conditioning um, gym and coach. And it's just the best of both worlds. She doesn't have to do the, the coaching, but we have access to it for our girls. And that was really a priority for us is to have that balance for these kids so that they are building strength and also, um, you know, applying it to lacrosse and, and whatnot. So that came 2017, I believe was like our first summer. So now it'd be five. Yeah. I think that's about how long we've had our club. So wow. we were, this is our third recruiting class, the 24 class. So yeah, we're off the ground, you know, getting these girls to, to the next it. level. Yeah. It's been fun. And, um, the girls that, that buy into it understands like the community we're building, you know, it's, but yeah, entrepreneurship is tough and it's like, you know, it's, there's always something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we talked about in the beginning of the, of the mm -hmm. conversation, right. Um, I know I'm just like, not I, my phone. I just, I was telling Lizzie Polson this on our episode together. I, for whatever reason have avoided using do not disturb on my phone for years. And I just tried it out like maybe a couple months ago. And now I am obsessed with it. I, <laughs> I have to do it. Yeah. All the time. Um, no. I don't know why I didn't use it earlier, but um, it's so important. Like just to your point about, um, you know, being an athlete first, right. And like mm -hmm. your training coming first and like prioritizing that so that you can be the player that you are right. And be able to win world championships and then be able to, you know, make sure that these girls and their lacrosse experiences are also, you know, really important as well. Like making sure that you have the time for both and prioritizing one over the other in certain moments of the day um, is definitely a challenge every single day. So um, that was just something that for whatever reason, I just discovered. <laughs> no, that's actually <laughs> a good point because it's kind of like what you learn throughout playing sports, right? Like you would make sacrifices, so like having a do not disturb on your life would actually be helpful because you can like do not disturb this social like insta obviously like an Instagram but like a social thing like an event like you would prioritize like homework school obviously then your sport you know and then socialize right you have to find a way to balance it and that's obviously helped me stay organized with my own personal you know goals as an athlete but in my business and trying to stay on top of things and you know trying to prioritize exactly what is needed and you know adding in the wants and like those pieces of fun because you can do it it's just a matter of you know, what are you willing to sacrifice at the time? Like right now, vacations and- <laughs> Just um, reminding ourselves of that. <laughs> right, we're gonna chase that. Exactly, but you have to it. be able to find like, when can you do it? When do you need that reset? Is this a good time? Like, you know, so, you know, you learn that at a young age and you get that question a lot at clinics, I'm sure. Like, how did you, you know, how did you manage your time with? Like, what did you do? and you figure it out if like a quote that I really like if you're um if you're oh, what is it called if your one is strong enough um or something what is it have you heard that quote before maybe no if your I'm dreams are for a new quote from you um <laughs> it'll come to me 
Maybe at the end of this, I'll have it. Okay. Okay. It, well, if it comes back, just blurt it out. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to look it up actually, but keep okay. talking. All right. Um, so one thing that I have kind of asked a lot of the our different guests on the Dream On Pod, which I think is one of my new favorite questions because it forces um, us to talk about ourselves, which is um, sometimes hard. So I have gotten a lot of different things, but I can definitely talk about how I think, what I think your strengths are as a leader, because I've been very grateful to have you as a teammate and as a leader the last couple of years. Um, but I'd like to know what you think your strength is as a leader. Mm. After you find this quote. <laughs> I'll find it. Um, I think I, I tend to lead by example. I'm not the most vocal leader and when I need to be, I will be, but, um, I find that like by showing my work ethic, like those can follow, um, and just like my attitude and, you know, I do support, you know, well with my words and whatnot, but, um, I think that's my biggest strength mm-hmm. and it's changed over time. Like that was my strength through college for sure. And, you know, as a rookie and, on the U S team. Um, but I felt like my end and then also feel like my individual connection, it might not be a a big, large group combo, but I can connect with, you know, teammates at on a deeper level and kind of support them when needed. And I can kind of sense that. So I think that was, um, that is kind of one of my strengths or two, I guess. hundred percent. I was going to say both of them. So, um, I'm really glad that they align. Um, and, I don't know if you guys ever have the opportunity to go through like a ground ball drill or a one-on-one drill against Meg Dowdy, um, just leave because <laughs> God, <laughs> because her competitiveness, it just, I'm just kidding. Don't leave, but it really, <laughs> it really like levels you up just by being there with her. Um, and that's exactly what I was going to say is just like, you're like walk the walk, you know, you kind of just go out there and do it and you're competing in every little sense of the word, um, no matter it's AU or USA or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, and it just, as a competitive athlete as well, when you're around that, you want to level yourself up as well. Um, because yeah. you know, if Meg's giving that much, I got to give that much more so that right. we can ultimately, you know, do better for this team together. Um, exactly. so I love that. And I appreciate you like recognizing that about yourself too. Cause I think it's really special. Hey guys, Kylie here, a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore pod on instagram come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together okay enough of that we back okay one of my last questions well my last question here and then we have one question from our ko17 lacrosse family okay um this is a two-part question it's one of my favorites and i hope you were able to find your quote because i think it was it'll be helpful here but um i got it okay sweet So what is one piece of advice from someone in your life, or maybe you just kind of took from, you know, living life, a piece of advice or something like that, that you've taken into your life? Well, this quote, I like, (laughs) Um, if your purpose is strong enough, your how-to becomes easy. Mm, I like that. So like, you know, there's always, there's always an excuse. You can always find an excuse for something, but Right. Just like we were talking about, you can sacrifice for good or or bad, or it's still your choice. Um, but if this is something, you know, if you have a goal or you have a purpose or you have a want or you have a dream, like the how-to becomes easy. So, you know, to rewind, you know, this whole conversation's for a variety of ages, right? But it, I knew that if there was a chance for me to play in college, like I was going to try, right? I was going to do whatever I could. So you know, I was emailing the coaches. I was doing my research. I was, you know, cutting the film. I was asking my parents for more and more. They never, ever 
We're like, do you want to go to this camp? Do you want to go to this clinic? Do you want to get these highlights? Do you, none of that was from them. It was all stemming from me. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for their support of whatever I wanted to do. It was never, they always asked like, after a game, did you have fun? Like you, did you play your best? Like they knew I was already hard on myself. So like they let me lead. And I think that's, that quote kind of aligns with that kind of mindset um, because that's all I cared about. I mean, sure. I found the time to create the best highlight that I could. And ultimately that helped me get to where I am today. You know, like, I don't think I would be where I am right now if I didn't have the opportunity to play at Maryland. And that didn't come from all that extra effort just because I wanted, you know, to, to get there. So, um, yeah, I guess that would be my response. We got a new (laughs) quote from Meg Dowdy today. Um, okay. The other side of this question is if, and I won't say if, because so many young people and not even young people, but so many people look up to you and find you as a role model. Um, so what is one piece of advice or inspiration that you hope the people who are looking at you take from you and how you live your life? I guess like compiling like kind of my entire story here of, um, you know, just continuing to, you know, work hard and everything you do. I think that's my biggest piece. You don't want to leave any doubt or regret, um, whether it's any sport you're playing or any activity or hobby or just moment of your life is just Mm -hmm. go for it, right? Give your best, right? And, you know, something good can come from it because you're, you're trying, right? Um, Whether that's, you know, in lacrosse itself, you can find a way, mm-hmm. many different ways to, you know, show yourself in a certain light. Um, but I think, I think my work ethic from a young age has helped me get to where I am today. And it's just because I decided to sacrifice certain things in order to, you know, continue to improve my game and my skill and because I really liked it. And I think if you find that passion for something, whatever it is, you will find a way to make that your reality, whatever that reality is for you. Um, but that was huge for me. Like I said, my parents didn't force anything upon me. Um, they really were like, I, we want you to be happy. And, and like, we're just here to help you along the way. So if it's coming from you, you're going to figure it out. Mm. It can't be coming from anybody else. Love that. Um, okay. We have one question from our KO 17 fam. Um, this one is from Kira Kirby on Instagram. Um, and she would like to know what is a skill or one or two skills that helped you become one of the greatest defenders ever? I think it's my footwork and ability to change directions quickly. Mm. Um, that's something that I focused on a ton throughout my high school, um, that stays with me. I'm just creating that muscle memory, but the ability to, you know, use my natural speed and, you know, controlling my footwork and change direction to try to keep up with Kylie on the crease. Like that's, (laughs) you know, what, what has helped me become a great player. Yeah. I'll be back out there soon, Meg. We can get some. I know. I know. I saw you running on the treadmill. It's great. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We're going to end on a fun note because I always like to do that, whether it's a clinic or a podcast or just a conversation. I like to end on a fun note. So this segment is called Quick Finishes. It's usually rapid fire questions. Some people take three minutes to answer each question. Some people <laughs> okay. take 10 seconds. So up to you, totally up to you, but some fun little questions that we're going to end the podcast with. You ready? Yep. Tacos or pizza? Pizza. What's your favorite number and why? I mean, five and 29 for different reasons. Okay. Do I have to say the reasons? Yeah, sure. 
Oh, well, Maryland is what I mean, my number of five, was five in Maryland and then 29 was in um, US. So we, I won two championships in both of them, which is hard oh, to say. Well, That's pretty multiple, hard, but okay. just different experiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's such a that was such a cool mm -hmm. that I won and to think now <laughs> to think now I sorry we're we're kind of uh cutting out oh we're good now okay um and to think now I've been on the national team longer than I played in college is mind-blowing <laughs> still so like like power um line you just said I won two championships in both jersey numbers like that's pretty sick <laughs> that is pretty sick all right what is one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now oh god I'm so bad with music <laughs> that I I I actually have been on the Chris Stapleton grinds so I could see I him. love it there you go that's a good one I just got his record oh yeah record that's cool fun thing um, who is an athlete that you'd like to follow for inspiration? That's a good question. God, I'm so bad with like following people. I have to come back on that one. Sure. Um, if you didn't play lacrosse professionally, what sport would you want to play professionally? If it wasn't like your skills that you have, just like you like the sport, so you want to play it professionally. Either ice hockey or tennis. Ooh, that's cool. Two totally different ones too. I like that. Mm -hmm. What's your go-to karaoke song? If you had to get up on stage and sing a karaoke song. <laughs> get out of here. I don't <laughs> sing. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Probably like an in-sync song. Oh, I love that. Great answer. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your favorite, like sweet tooth or salty snack? God, anything sour or chocolate sour. or anything candy. <laughs> I love it. I love right. sour patch kids. So Ooh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Where is um your favorite place that you've traveled to? That's big. I love Japan. Mm-hmm. Probably Japan. Japan. That was cool. Just like once in a lifetime kind of situation. Yeah, I'll probably never get back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Last but not least, what's one thing on your bucket list? Definitely want to travel more. So, gosh, I'd love to get to Italy. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. A lot of Europe countries. Mm -hmm. That'd yeah. be fun to do a little, a little traveling out there. One day. I think you just manifested your next vacation. I think we're chasing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always how it goes on the Dream On Pod. We dream something, we're going to come up with a plan to make exactly it happen. Right. Right exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, that's the last of our questions. And I just wanted to say thank you for um, coming on the Dream On Pod. I know it's, you know, kind of conversations that we've had over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but it's also some new conversations as well. Um, I love getting to learn more about my teammates. Um, and I know that a lot of our listeners also really appreciate it. So I'm grateful for your leadership in our sport. I'm grateful for, um, you know, having someone to follow in this entrepreneurship slash player role that we both kind of just immersed ourselves in. Um, right. So thank you for everything that you do. Um, thanks for being you. And thank you for coming on the Dream Mom Pod. No, thanks for inviting me. This is great. And um, it's really special what you do, Kylie. So thanks for doing it. Keep doing it. And um, whatever else you need, I'm here. Yeah. Love it. That's Meg Dowdy for you. Thank you, Dream On Pod listeners. We'll see you next time.